Hi everyone, and welcome to the Black Soul Music Experience. I'm your DJ and host, Sam Wilson Jr., as I bring you the history of black music, gospel, jazz, blues, old school classic soul, old school hip hop, today's hip hop and R&B, Caribbean, Latin, Afrobeat, Afro-Latina, Blue-Eyed Soul, Disco, Go-Go, Line Dances, and The Lost 45s. So come with me as I take you on a trip to the history of Black music, right now on the Black Soul Music Experience. I'm Sam Wilson Jr. and this is the Black Soul Music Experience. On this episode, I had a privilege to talk to my paternal cousin representing the Colbert family. Yes, this is my dad's mother's side of the family who I see in October during my post-birthday vacation. And yes, my dad's aunt, my late great-aunt's name, was Catherine Ann Warwick. And yes, my late great-aunt Catherine was married to a Colbert, so there you have it. My late great-aunt's name was Catherine Ann Warwick Colbert. Now, as I said in the previous episodes, I do come from my late father's side of the family and the lineage that represents the ministry, the media, education, and politics. So, I'm sure you heard the old saying when we have our day jobs, you know, bank teller by day, DJ by night, and yes, a hospital worker by day, music singer by night. I'm sure you heard of it, ladies and gentlemen. That's not nothing new. So, what I'm about to introduce to you is my paternal cousin, and yes, she has a day job by day, and she's a singer by night. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce to you to my Black Soul Music Experience podcast. And yes, she is my paternal cousin representing the Colbert family, and her name is Tasia J. Welcome to the Black Soul Music Experience. I'm Sam Wilson Jr. and I have a very special guest on my podcast. Now, as I said down through the past episodes, I come from my late father's side of the family, representing the ministry, the media, education, and politics. So on this episode, I am very delighted to have with me one of my newest cousins who is a singer, and she has some new songs out there. We're going to talk about that later in this episode. So without further ado, I'm here to bring you on my Black Soul Music Experience podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my paternal cousin representing the Colbert family, Miss Tasia J. Hi, Tasia. How you doing? Hi, Sam. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing fine, and you? Welcome to my podcast. Thank you so much for having me. And I just want to say thank you. Um, you know, I was on vacation. I said, 
let me reach out to you, even though we had some scheduling conflicts, but at finally, I last, I got a chance to have you on here. So normally we would have some new artists, some independent artists. So we want to give you some exposure and yes, uh, just one of the new artists so far. And yes, it's my cousin right here on my podcast. So um, let's start off as always. So where were you born? I am actually from Virginia. I was born in Fairfax and then I grew up in Maryland. Hmm. Okay. Maryland. So, um, you did say you mentioned Rockville, Maryland, correct? Yes. That's where I live currently. Okay. So every time I think of Rockville, Maryland, I'm thinking about those PSAs from back in the day. That was before your time. Um, we had the ad council, you know, those PSAs, PO box, so-and-so Rockville, Maryland, 20850. So you did mention Fairfax, Virginia, and for the audience that may not know, my late mother was born in Virginia, representing Norfolk and Hampton and Charlottesville and Newport News and Richmond. So now I have you representing Fairfax, Virginia and living in Rockville, Maryland. So let us start, shall we? Now, tell us how you got into the music business. Um, so actually, I've been singing since I was in elementary school. I would do a few talent shows here and there up until college. I performed at a few gigs, um, but I didn't actually start making my own music until 2020. Um before then, around like 2016, 2017, I started collaborating with other local artists in the DMV area. And I would do a few features on their songs, but I never took it seriously on my own. So 2020 was the year I reached out to one of the artists that I worked with and had him show me the ropes so I could start my own path with my own music career. Now, were, while you were young, did you start singing in the church? No, actually, I danced in the church as a little girl. So I didn't pursue singing. I didn't actually realize I could sing until I would say about like eight or nine years old is when I realized I could actually sing. But my mom said she realized way before then when I was around like five or six. Because I would sing around the house all the time. Now, you did mention dance in the church. Was it kind of like the praise dancers? Because I've seen it in most of the churches. We were when fellowshipping or in my church, we would have some praise dancers. Were you doing that? Yes, I was doing praise dancing. Okay, because this was something popular. It's kind of like new to me, maybe to some of my members, but when when my church goes to different fellowships in the NYC, whether it's in the village of Harlem, where I'm originally from, where I hail from, and then in the Bronx and up in Westchester County, uh, we see some of the praise dancers in the church. That's kind of something new and new to my members. So even when I'm visiting 
um, in October during my post-birthday vacation while I'm visiting Grace United Methodist Church. That's, in case you may not know, my paternal grandparents, Sadie Beatrice Warwick Wilson and her husband, my grandfather, James Walter Wilson, were members of that church. And every time when I come down in October, I see some of the praise dancers on there, including some of our cousins. So that's kind of new, but uh, yes, I think that's very popular today. Now, while you were growing up, who were some of your favorite singers? Um, I remember singing a lot of Mariah Carey when I was in elementary school. I definitely looked up to her. Um, I listened to a lot of Beyonce as well, um, but I've definitely grown into other artists now as an adult. Now, let's talk about your new single called Higher Frequency, and I saw it on iTunes because like every other week or two, it tells me that it has some new music that's you know coming out, so I said, let me find out where it was and then I saw your name popped up and I said oh okay so I said let me download the song and then I looked at some of your other videos on YouTube I was saw a couple of them this afternoon and I, I see you getting a lot of positive views um I think it's 286 subscribers so far and 11 I don't know what that means, but I see you got a lot of views on your video. So I want to say congratulations to you on that. Thank you so much. Now, before you got into the music industry, uh, I've been told that you were working as a nurse. Is that correct? Yes, and I actually still am working as a nurse. Okay, because every time when I see stars, you know, celebrities, whether they're singers or actors or actresses, whether they're performing on music or TV, they got their break, you know, when I see them, what did you get your acting career? I said, no, I started at work because I see so many stars have started out, you know, working, you know, whether they're working at for UPS or FedEx or working at the restaurants or maybe if they're auditioning for for television or movies or the Broadway, they would have their roommates, whether they're in college or they're sharing different same apartments, you know, in order to get their big break in anything in entertainment. So you did mention you work as a nurse. So what hospital did you work and how long did you work as a nurse? While I was in nursing school, I worked at Johns Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore, Maryland. I was a nurse intern. I had, I mean, an extern. So I had an externship there where I basically functioned as a nurse. And I got a lot of my good nursing skills at in the COVID ICU then. That's around the same time I started releasing my own music. And then I graduated from nursing school May of 2021, and I got my first job in the operating room at MedStar Washington Hospital Center in Washington, D.C., and I worked there for about a year, 
and I currently work in Bethesda at an ambulatory surgery center focusing on orthopedic surgery now, and I've been at this center for about two years, and I will definitely say this profession is very lucrative when it comes to being able to finance my music career because I know before when I wasn't making the salary I am now, it was even more challenging for me to make music and I had to rely on my mom a lot. So I want to thank her for helping support my music career in the beginning. Yes, that is very important. You know, there's an old saying, you know, people are, you know, wanting to get into the music and, you know, film and TV business. And while at the same time, people still have their day jobs and, and including yours truly, <laughs> I have worked at CBS, which is now called Viacom CBS Paramount. And I worked in the mailroom and the messenger center and I became a messenger dispatcher. And when I first got my big break in radio, I worked at, well, before I worked at, I, I dropped off so many demo tapes, you know, some radio stations in the NYC. I dropped some tapes off at WWRL, which used to be gospel. Then it flipped it soul and then i was an intern at wthe am radio out in mineola long island that was gospel and then went to wvox and wrtn in new rochelle new york so their format was community radio mixed with big band jazz and swing and on their sister station it was return radio then they changed the format to classic soul in today's R&B and then went back to the old return radio format with a mix of light FM. And then they started changing the Caribbean music. So like you, you know, you and me, we, we have our day jobs and, you know, on the side, you know, we have our many careers and, you know, there's an old saying, you know, just hold on to those jobs because you never know you know, what's going to happen. So I'm making sure that you are financially, you know, equipped and make sure everything is all put in one place. Do you agree? Yeah, I do agree, especially because singing wasn't my first career choice. I never really thought that I could make money off of my voice because I didn't truly believe in my talent at the beginning. So nursing was my plan A. And singing was actually my plan B. But as I've been throughout my nursing career and I had my experience with healthcare and all the time I was exposed to while working during COVID and just in the operating room in general, I realized that that was no longer my passion and that I want to tap into my singing again. So now my main goal is singing, and I agree with you. It's really good that you continue to pursue your dreams and goals, even though you have to work your full-time job, because a lot of people don't realize that pursuing a passion is an investment, and they don't see what goes on in the background when it comes to all the money that goes into it and all the time that you have to find outside of your job to really um, fine-tune your craft. Yes, that is very true. And I see, you know, back then I, I've seen so many singers, you know, have taken bad choices. You know, once you get into the music career, you got to have your tools. You know, everybody wants to be a music star, but 
do you have the proper tools? You got to make sure you have to have an agent. You got to have a lawyer. Make sure that you keep an eye on those royalties and make sure that the record company doesn't jip you when it comes to their books and to their royalties. Make sure you have a will and make sure everything is in place. And, you know, just like you said, you know, making sure that you have your day job, don't give up your day job and just have your little singing career or DJ career like me because I do DJ gigs too, but I still have my day job in order to make ends meet. Now, when when your co-workers saw your video on YouTube, were they surprised? No, actually, all of them, since I began working, they've all known that I could sing a lot of the time, if I'm doing busy work, I sit there and hum songs or I sing under my breath and they all heard me and then they all knew that I could sing. So um, I did surprise them with my music video, but it wasn't um, a surprise as if they were surprised that I actually done it. They were just surprised of the timeline that I released it because I didn't let anybody know. Um, but they really enjoyed it a lot. All of them know that singing is my main goal and not nursing. Um, a lot of the surgeons ask me, is my nursing job funding my uh, main job? And I'm like, that is 100% correct. Yes. So I remember, you know, three years ago when we was in the pandemic, I've seen so many nurses, you know, they have their singing, you know, on the side just making sure that all the patients are taken care of and most of the same time feeling better because, you know, that is very stressful. And speaking of that, how do you juggle with those two careers of music and singing? Um, at times it gets very um, time-consuming. It's a bit stressful with trying to balance time, but I am a very organized um, type A person. So I stick to my Google calendar religiously. I plan everything in advance so I don't become overwhelmed. And I like to check things off of my to-do list. So I never feel like I'm doing things at the last minute. I can do things at my own pace. Um, but other than that, uh, my work schedule is a bit better now that I work in a surgery center and not a hospital. So I know what days I have off, which is on the weekends and um, every Wednesday. So I try to plan things around my off days. Wow, that's very true. And same thing here with me because I, I still have my nine to five shift and things like that. And just making sure that you have to have your schedule, what to do. Uh, you all I, For me, I always plan my schedule and try to figure out what needs to be done today, um, making sure that, you know, packages are taken care of, what I need to do after work, um, you know, how to make sure that we won't get stressed out. And, and same thing, you know, with your situation, you have to make sure that you have to write out the schedule, what needs to be taken care of today, what needs to be done after work. So when everything is done in perfect order, everything will be 
all right. And, you know, once again, I see so many uh, people not taking care of their schedule. It's like you're being stressed out. So not just only at our day jobs, but when you get into your music career or TV or entertainment career, many sometimes many stars get, you know, stressed out or, you know, run out of energy and things like that. And that's why they fall into the world of some things that should not be, you know, abusing their bodies and things like that. And I've seen so many people have passed away from those things. So we have to make sure that we take care of ourselves and we don't burn out. So we just have to make sure to be there for ourselves and be there for the ones that we love. Do you agree? Yes, I definitely agree. It's good to prioritize the things that you can get done now and try not to stress over other timelines and deadlines that we set on ourselves. I'm like, if you can get done what I um, if I can get done what I can today, that's all that matters. And I try not to sweat the small stuff. That's my new motto. Now, we mentioned uh, you are a nurse. Are you uh, like a registered nurse or a licensed nurse? Because when me growing up, I was only thinking about RN or LN or LPN because my late mother once worked at Jacoby Hospital and at Lincoln Hospital in the Bronx, New York. And I never asked my mother what do those, those abbreviations stands for. Are you kind of like a registered nurse or a licensed nurse? So maybe you can give me a little um, education thing. So tell me what's the difference between those two things. Okay. So uh, I am a registered nurse. So my title is RN and I graduated with my bachelor's in nursing. To be an RN, you can either graduate with your bachelor's in nursing or you can graduate with an associate's in nursing. I know that now a lot of hospitals are requiring RNs to have a bachelor, so they'll pay for you to get continue your education if you do have an associate. But an LPN is a licensed nurse, but they are not at the same level as an RN. So they can do assessments, they can pass meds, but they are under the supervision or they're under another RN's title. So it's like they can do some nursing. They have like um, some, their scope of practice is more narrow. How about that? They can still do some nursing um, activities, but their scope is more limited under their license compared to my license. Okay, thanks for educating me on that because me growing up, I would never knew what the, those abbreviations stands for. And even my late mother, she still doesn't know what the, those abbreviations stand for because my late mother wasn't a nurse. She was an x-ray tech. So that's how she's been working for so many years. So, you know, it's, you know, it's hard to ask somebody what does it mean and and being silent but thanks for for teaching me about that because you know i never knew what the, those things were but you did give me the answer so thank you so much yeah no worries 
Yes, I mean, I didn't want to define it the wrong way for the LPN. It's because they still are legitimate nurses. It's just that their scope of practice, is, um, they work closely with nurses and other doctors. So it's, a, it's just a small, it's a tad bit different. All right. Is there's an old saying, it's never too late to learn. All right. We're going to take a quick break and we'll come right back and we'll talk with more with my paternal cousin, Miss Tasia J. You're listening to the Black Soul Music Experience. I'm Sam Wilson Jr. And I just want to say thank you for tuning in to my music podcast, the Black soul music experience podcast where i bring you the history of black music gospel jazz blues old school classic soul old school hip-hop today's hip-hop and r&b caribbean latin afrobeat afro-latina blue-eyed soul go-go disco the line dances and the lost 45s this year it's going to be different where i have to do all of the talking where I bring you more artists' profile birthdays, more music topics, and I finally got a chance to get some guests to be on my podcast. So in order for me to continue, then I need your help. Please subscribe to anchor.fm forward slash Samuel Dash Wilson Jr. slash subscribe. And please support my podcast. Go to anchor.fm forward slash Samuel dash Wilson Jr. forward slash support and keep on listening to the Black Soul Music Experience podcast every Tuesdays available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pocket Cast, or wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for your support. Welcome back to the Black Soul Music Experience. I'm Sam Wilson Jr. And I have my very special guest, my paternal cousin, singer, Miss Tasia J. Now, before we continue on with the interview, I want to hear a word from you, America, and I want to hear a word from you from around the world. And here's our question. Who was your favorite today's hip-hop an R&B artist. Please share that with me. Go to anchor.fm forward slash Samuel Dash Wilson Jr. forward slash messages. And let me hear a word from you. Here's the question again. Who was your favorite today's hip hop and R&B artist? Please share that with me. Go to anchor.fm forward slash Samuel Dash Wilson Jr. forward slash messages. And I want to hear a word from you. All right, let's continue on with my guest, my paternal cousin, Miss Tasia J. Now, here's the next question I wanted to ask you. Um, while you have your singing, and yes, I've seen um, some of your videos on YouTube, who were your musical influences? Um, I would definitely say Brandy. She is one of them. I love Janet Jackson. Um, some male artists who are a huge influence to me are Eric Bellinger. He's an R&B artist. Um, Miguel. 
Um, there's a new R&B artist now. There's actually two of them that I listen to very frequently, and it's Victoria Monet. I'm not sure if you heard of her, and another artist called Joyce Bryce. Okay, I've heard of Victoria Monet, and uh, I've downloaded a couple of her songs from last year and the year before. And yes, when I was on my way to work, I've seen, you know, those printouts everywhere on the sidewalk, on the pavement, and I see uh, Victoria Monet, new song, new LP called Jaguar, coming soon, August 28th. <laughs> so I, I saw the ad, but it was printed on the pavement of the sidewalk. And every time I watch, you know, whether it's BET or MTV or the Grammys or the Soul Train Awards, I've seen so many singers with their entourage, whether it's his or her entourage. They'll probably say, yo, check out my new LP. It's dropping August 24th. Check it out. <laughs> I, I've seen that every time. So I said to myself, why are they promoting their LP? Is that something new? So that's kind of new to me when I see artists go up on stage Yo, check out my new LP. It's coming out soon. So it's kind of new to me, So, but I'll get used to it. So it's kind of new, but I had to ask that. And you did mention Eric Bellinger. Now, did you know that he's my paternal cousin representing the Bellinger and Middleton family? Did you know that? No, I didn't. That's awesome. Yes, so that's... That's part of my Middleton family. So as I said, you know, I come from my late father's lineage representing the ministry, the media, education, and politics. And when I saw Eric Bellinger pop up on my Facebook and I said, hey, is that part of our Middleton family? So, you know, every time when I go to my Middleton family reunions, I see some new faces, whether they're you know, if they're in the media or they're a singer or anything like that, you never know who I may bump into, you know, that may be a famous person that may have a new song, whether it's on iTunes or Spotify. And as I said earlier, um, most of the independent artists are not dealing with the major record labels. They're not dealing with Sony or Warner Brothers or Universal. As I've seen, so many record companies have been merging, merging, merging before the pandemic, during the pandemic, and post-pandemic. And that's why so many independent artists are not dealing with those major record labels. I've seen a couple of independent artists who are doing stuff on their own, you know, creative control and making sure they get the money what they deserve. You know, so I've seen so many artists, so I see now many of those are doing their own thing, creative control, money, getting guests, not having the record company to dictate them what they can't do and what they cannot have as a guest on the artist. So that's kind of new to me. Back then, I've seen so many collaborations from different artists who are from other different record labels. And that was something new during the 2000s and, and early in the 90s. So that's 
kind of new, but that's why I had to mention when you, when you mentioned Eric Bellinger, I said, wait a minute, that's my cousin. <laughs> so in case you may not know, he's on the Middleton Bellinger side. That's on my dad's father's side of the family. That's the Middleton Wilson family. Now, while you are singing, um, who was your favorite musician that you wish you want to perform with? Who was your favorite that you wish you want to perform with? Hmm. I've never gotten asked that question. Let me think. I will say uh, it goes to Brandy still. She's like a number one R&B vocalist of all time, in my opinion. Okay. Now, here's another question that I didn't put on this one. Living or dead, who would you wish that you want to perform with? Mm. I think it'll still be her. <laughs> still be Brandy, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, because I usually ask some of the other guests, on there, you know, who are their legends and who are their, you know, today's favorites, you know, and, and things like that. Okay. Now here's my favorite part of the questions. Now I bring you the black soul music experience, top 10 R and B black artists of all time. Now here's how it works. Now we start from the bottom at number 10, we start at the least artists that may not get any exposure, couldn't get any recognition. And then we work our way up to number one, who was our favorite musician, who have gotten the best hits, the top 10 hits, number one hits, the biggest selling LPs, and you know, biggest award ceremony, Hall of Fame and things like that. So that's how it works. So I'm going to ask my cousin, the Black Soul Music Experience Top 10 R&B Black Artists of All Time. Now, are you ready? To, uh, you ready? Is this like a trivia game? <laughs> yeah, so you name any artist that you can think of that had inspired you to sing. You ready? Oh, it's so it's mm, the 10 artists that I think it's not an actual answer. Right. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, so here we go. Now, who should be at number 10? Um Ooh, this is hard. I'm going to go with Chris Brown. Ah, uh, yes, Chris Brown. He made his debut back in 2006 with his debut single called Excuse Me, Miss. And he's, this was his first debut single at the age of 19. And when I saw Chris Brown performing, he was doing his dance steps. And you know what his musical influence was? Michael Jackson. Everybody was doing all the dance routines. So Chris Brown got his routine from Michael Jackson. And still up to date, he's still doing that. Okay, who should be at number nine? 
I'll go with Keisha Cole. Ah, yes. Keisha Cole. She came on the scene back in 2006. And I was watching Video Music Box in the NYC on Channel 25. And I first saw her music video. And the name of the song was called I Should Have Cheated. And then I was listening to some of her other songs from her debut LP, The Way It Is. And one of the songs that I uh, I forgot the name of the song, but it was sampled off from the group called The Brighter Side of Darkness called Love Jones. So I forgot the name of the song, but I do remember the background um, song and things like that. And uh, still up to this date, you know, she's been uh, bringing out hits. Uh, you know, the song called Let It Go, because I remember that background sample from Entume's Juicy and Notorious B.I.G. Juicy. And some of the other songs that I like, you know, they're good. And another song is Love Ballad called Sent from Heaven or Heaven Sent. That's the title of the song. So congrats to Keisha Cole, you know, and she's doing good with all the hits and, and everything. All right. Who should be at number eight? Aaliyah. Ah, uh, yes, Aaliyah. Um, she came on the scene back in 1994 with her debut single called Back and Forth. And yes, she did a love ballad called You're At Your Best, You Are Love. And I didn't know that that was a remake from the Isley Brothers. So I was listening to Aaliyah, and then I listened to the original one from the Isley Brothers. She is multi-talented, um, sold over a million, millions and millions of records and, and everything. So rest in peace to Aaliyah. She has done it all. Okay, who should be at number seven? Miguel. Ah, yes, Miguel. Yes, he came on the scene back in 2000. 13. So when I heard a couple of his songs, you know, Adore and other things, he's really good, very talented, and one and only Miguel. Okay, who should be at number six? Um, Beyonce. Ah, yes, Beyonce. She started off with Destiny's Child back then. They came on the scene uh, back in 1998 and they had this song called No, 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 the duet with White Club Sean. Let me tell you, Beyonce and also Kelly and Latavia and Latoya, then later Farah and Michelle, they were churning out hits from the late 90s to the 2000s and by 2003. Beyonce went solo and she broke ground. She was a million record seller, sold over a million copies in print. And still up to this date, she's still performing. Um, her latest song, Break My Soul, I got a chance to listen to it. And she's doing well on tour and everything. So not only she done some you know, today's R&B, but she did a couple of 
other genres, including country and many other things. So I've been listening to so many of her songs, including the one that she performed at the Super Bowl, um, but causes some people nervous. So, you know, the old saying, controversy sells. And, you know, Beyonce had took it to the next level. So congrats to Beyonce. All right, who should be at number five? Mariah Carey. Yes, Mariah Carey. She came on the scene back in 1990, and she got her break on the Arsenio Hall show, promoting her single, her new LP, and she's been journeying out hits from the 90s all up to the 2000s and up to 2010 and right now 2020 and she'll be best remembered for her christmas song all i want for christmas is you when she had her christmas lp merry christmas back in 1994 still up to this date is the most requested christmas song every christmas all right who should be at number four um, let me think. Whitney Houston. Ah, uh, yes, the princess of pop, Whitney Houston. She came on the scene back in 1984 with a duet with the late Teddy Pendergrass. By 1985, she had her debut LP that broke ground, sold over a million copies in print. She won a Grammy, an American Music Award. She won a Soul Train Award, everything. And she was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for the class of 2020. She did some acting in a couple of movies, including The Bodyguard, Waiting to Exhale, and The Preacher's uh, Wife. So, and yes, she made some appearances on Saturday Night Live, too and some other shows as well. So rest in peace to the princess of pop, Miss Whitney Houston. All right, um, we're up to number four. Brandy. Yes, Brandy, and she made her acting debut too, back in 1993 with the short-lived comedy series Thea, and then by a year later, she started singing her debut LP, Brandy, sold over a million copies in print. She won an American Music Award for Best New Artist and still turning out hits. So at the same time, she's been acting as well in a couple of movies and, yes, on television too. She'll be best remembered for her hit show, Moesha, which used to be on UPN, which is now the CW so she's been churning out hits and, yes, in the Nielsen ratings. So congrats to the one and only Brandy. All right. Who should be at number three? Janet Jackson. Yes, another one. Janet Jackson, part of the Jackson family. And she'll be best remembered for touring with her brothers at the MGM Grand Hotel. And, yes, they had their own variety series, The Jacksons, on CBS, and she joined the cast of Good Times, also on CBS. And then by the 80s, 
She was on her own. She made her singing debut in 1984. And when her first two albums came out, didn't do too well. But then in 1986, her album, Control, broke ground, sold over a million copies in print. She won an American Music Award and Grammy, and she too has been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So there'll always be the one and only Miss Janet Jackson. All right, who should be at number two? I'm gonna have to say her brother, Michael. Yes, the king of pop, Michael Jackson. Ever since he's been performing with his brothers, he made a couple of solo albums back in the 70s. Until the end of the 70s, he partnered with Quincy Jones. He won so many awards, American Music Awards, Grammy Awards, back-to-back. -back. He'll be best remembered for performing at the Motown 25th Anniversary Special on NBC. It was the highest-rated special ever. And not only that, he co-wrote We Are the World with Lionel Richie, and that raised millions of dollars for Africa famine relief and so many other things that he have done. So rest in peace to the king of pop. Okay, we're at number two. Very controversial answer, but R. Kelly. Oh, yes, R. Kelly. <laughs> yeah. One only R. Kelly, yep. He came on the scene with a group called Public Announcement, and then he broke in his own solo career, best known for his songs that was like, even though it was sexy, but it was a little raunchy, but your body's calling and other things, but he'll be best remembered for those line-stepping dance, step in the name of love or do the love signals and happy people. We got to the step, step, side to side, bound around, dip it down, you know, that thing. Yes, although, you know, he'd be best known for some other things, but he'll be remembered for all of his music and, and things like that. So, Mr. R. Kelly. All right, we're up to number one. Who is number one? I will say Stevie Wonder. Yes, the one and only Stevie Wonder. Um, he's been recording since he was 12 years old. Been with Motown from its inception all the way up to the year of 2020. And yes, he's been turning out hits during the 60s, the 70s, and the 80s, and the 90s. And he won so many awards. He won Grammys, American Music Award, Soul Train Award had been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for the class of 1989. Not only that, he's also an activist. He'll be best remembered for making Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day a national holiday. And he's still working in activism, whether it's dealing with apartheid in South Africa or Africa famine relief or AIDS or climate change or anything that took place three years ago with Black Lives Matter protests. Stevie Wonder has done it all. Singer, producer, arranger, composer. 
He won an Oscar for Best Song, I Just Called to Say I Love You, from the Woman in Red LP. So, yes, the one and only Mr. Stevie Wonder. Well, uh, Tasia, it is a pleasure to have you here on my Black Soul Music Experience. It was worth the wait. Thank you so much for taking the time out to be with me. And as I said earlier, congrats on your songs. I downloaded one on iTunes and I saw a couple of videos on YouTube. Continue success and continue on what you're doing. And if you are successful and if you have so many other things that you want to do, you're welcome to come on back. I appreciate you having me. It was a pleasure talking to you. Okay. Now, where can we find you um, for more videos or music videos? And where can we find you on social media? You can find me on YouTube at Tasia J. That is the name of my channel. It's spelled T-A-S-I-A-J-A-E. And you can also find me at Tasia J on Instagram and on TikTok. Okay, you heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. Please support my paternal cousin, Tasia J. Look for her videos on YouTube. And the correct spelling is T-A-S-I-A. Last name is spells J-A-E. And look for her, follow her on Instagram and TikTok. And ladies and gentlemen, if you want to hear this interview, please subscribe by visiting to anchor.fm forward slash Samuel Dash Wilson Jr. Subscribe and please support my podcast. Go to anchor.fm forward slash Samuel Dash Wilson Jr. forward slash support and please pass it on. Thank you for joining me as I close out this edition of the Black Soul Music Experience. Well, that's about it for this edition of the Black Soul Music Experience. I'm Sam Wilson Jr. Thank you for joining me and please tune in next week for an all new episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe by going to anchor.fm slash Samuel dash Wilson Jr. slash subscribe. And please support my podcast by going to anchor.fm slash Samuel dash Wilson Jr. slash support. You can also leave your message by going to anchor.fm slash Samuel dash Wilson Jr. slash messages. And please leave your feedbacks and your comments and your replies by going to my Facebook homepage. Go to facebook.com slash the Black Soul Music Experience Podcast. And you can also tweet me on Twitter at Sam Wilson Jr. 66. As always, parting, remember this. Reach for the top and your dreams will come true and it can happen to you. From all of us, take care. God bless. Thanks for listening. Have a good week. And please be safe.